I am Liz Wright. Welcome to Live Your Best Life. The only thing that matters now is living by the power of this wonderful new creation life. We're going to become an undefeatable force of radiating glory and we are rising up strong now in this hour. Welcome to Live Your Best Life. I am Liz Wright and I am so excited about today's show. It is my absolute honor and privilege to have two of the most powerful people, most, in my opinion, two of the most powerful voices in the body of Christ in this hour to get us all up, living as the bride of Christ in the new creation reality like never before, filled with power, strength, courage, having the perspective of heaven. We, we truly are family around the world right now, everybody watching and listening, just be encouraged. I encourage you right now, just open your spirit wide. You are about to receive nuggets for your life that are literally transformational. So it is my absolute honor to bring into the show today, Paul Keith Davis and his beautiful, extraordinary wife, Amy, from White Dove Ministries. Welcome, welcome to both of you. It's Thank such an honor to have you on the show. Yeah. Thank you. So, Amy, I know that you, when we've been having conversations before the show, that, that you are having encounters with Jesus regularly at the moment and divine visitations. Could you just share with us a little bit to start? Um, and obviously, both of you, as, as you want to flow with Holy Spirit, the most important thing right now is to get the body strong. So this is a space for you to share however you want to. I just want to give you maximum time to honor the treasure that heaven is bringing through you in this hour. So Amy, would you mind just sharing with us what the Lord is showing you right now, what's happening to you? Okay, um, this morning, I'm gonna just start with what happened this morning. Um, mm -hmm. I know that over, just recently, I've been really feeling, um, I can feel the fear that people feel all over the place. Mm -hmm. I've been really praying into it. And for me personally, you know, it does take us all great courage to speak the thing that the Lord is saying and to encourage the people and to trust God that he's going to do what he says he's going to do and that he is who he says that he is. And I had this experience this morning and an angel came and laid in the bed next to us. Wow. Uh, I feel that. Oh my goodness. Gosh. Came late. And I got so hot. I was sweaty and I could feel the heat, like the glory from this angel. And I was brought into a dream and I was given in the dream, the num I was given the number 414. And I knew in a moment by just in my knower that it was S414 that says, for if you remain silent at this time, basically it's saying, do not remain silent at this time. Because who knows whether you have not attained royalty for such a time as this. This is our time to shine. Daniel 12 says that we will shine brightly like the expanse of heaven. This is our time to shine. And I'm so excited about that opportunity. But throughout the, the dream and then when I woke and before I had gone, I had, you know, of course, seen the angel. And then I was shown the angel again within the dream. And what I, what I knew is that throughout the essence of the experience was that we have to be courageous. We have to be courageous. And um, we know that I'm going to be very quick with this, but I had another experience just last week when we were in Nashville. We had very powerful meetings there in Nashville, and I saw the ancient door. I saw the ancient door opened, and it was very powerful. And I heard 
what opened the door, the door opened and not only did the door open, but then it was no longer a door there, it was a doorway, just a doorway, no door to open or close because we have authority to open doors, no man can shut. And so there was this great authority and the authority came because of this, um, I could hear the voice of the remnant. I could hear the new sound they were releasing and the sound they were releasing was the sound of the reverence. And so it was because they understood the blood of Jesus. They understood that they have confidence in that and they were able to have this great courage because they knew the blood of Jesus. There was a revelation of the blood that had come to them. And I, we've been prophesying this for quite some time, over a year at least, we've been specifically prophesying, there's a revelation of the blood coming. There's a revelation of the blood coming. And so the sound of the overcomer that I heard, it was the sound of those who had a revelation of the blood, a true revelation of the blood. And it was the sound of um, the reverence. It was the remnant. And that's what brought this uh, open door. And there was this, uh, there was a beautiful, um, you could hear the sound, but also just you could feel the glory on the, on the other side of this door. You could see the light. And when that angel came this morning, you could feel the glory. And it was so hot and I'm sweaty and everything else because I could feel the, from this glo the glory from this angel. So it was very um, confirming, you know, that this is really the message right now. We have to be courageous. We have to use our voice. We have to believe that he is who he says he is, that we are who he says we are, and that his word means what it says it means. And I'm just going to repeat Esther 414. And who knows whether you have not attained royalty for such a time as this. And we have quoted this scripture so many times, and everybody knows it so well. But this is the hour for Esther 414. It really yes. is. I mean, I can, when you're speaking, Amy, I can actually feel a supernatural grace moving out to the family right now. So family listening and watching all over the world, just begin to drink this in. I'm sure many of you are feeling the anointing that's actually pouring out as Amy's speaking. It's breaking fear is what I could feel. There's a, there's a, there's a hope, right? a supernatural grace for us to rise up strong, recognizing that we truly are royalty. We truly are that the living God is indwelling inside of us and he's breaking out. You know, um, one of the things that's happened to me to do with the blood, what you're saying, Amy, is so precious to me. I was taken into heaven quite a, quite a while back now and um, I was taken... I was I was with Jesus. He came to me in the spirit. I was cooking actually at the time. I was collapsed under the power of God in the kitchen. My husband's kind of switching the oven off, you know. I'm sure it's the same in your house. It's like, okay, encounter. The potatoes are going to boil. So I, I collapsed under the power of the Holy Spirit and saw Jesus in front of me. And I knew that the encounter that was happening in the divine infusion of knowledge that was flowing in was coming into us corporately, that the bride is going to step into this reality. Jesus clothed me in the garment that he'd worn when he walked in the earth. That was what was representative of what he was giving me. He, he put on my feet the sandals that he walked in, and there was an inf a divine infusion of knowledge that we are going to walk in it in a time now where literally Jesus releases his ministry, continues his ministry through his body in the earth at an unprecedented rate. I was then catapulted up into heaven, found myself in the throne room. There were thousands and 
thousands, a multitude of those now, the saints now home, that you know, the great cloud of witnesses around the throne in one accord, over and over and over, they're in one voice, perfect symphony. They cried out over and over and over three times, it is finished, it is finished. Yeah. It is finished and it boomed, it boomed through my spirit because we're all one in Christ now with Holy Spirit and all of us. That word just went, I could feel it going out yeah. around the world. And I knew in that moment that the message of the blood was coming back center stage in our hour. And we are going to understand what the blood has done, what Jesus did at the cross like never before. So I came out of that experience and just searched in the original language for what Jesus actually said in Western Aramaic, which is obviously his language, and in the Hebrew when he said, it is finished. And the word, as you both all know, is hala. And when literally translated, the word hala is bride. So as Jesus spoke, it is finished, what he actually said was bride. This, it's time for this scripture as well, too. We've been really sharing this everywhere, every meeting that we've gone to and praying it just regularly. Out of Malachi 2, it says, My covenant with him is one of life and peace, and I gave him to him as an object of reverence. So he revered me and stood in awe of my name. True instruction was in his mouth, and unrighteousness was not found on his lips. He walked with me in peace and uprightness, and he turned many back from iniquity. For the lips of the priest should preserve knowledge and men should seek instruction from his mouth for he is the messenger of the Lord of hosts. So highlighted here to us has been this gift of life and peace. Both. That is just this beautiful picture, of course, of the blood. It's a beautiful picture of what we get to carry and walk in to literally be a carrier of life and a carrier of peace. And that's so beautiful that it's given to us reverence, given to us as a gift to then give back to the Lord. And it's given to us in this beautiful picture of life and peace. And that's what, that is what we get right now in this hour. We're not afraid and, you know, you know, um, hiding. We get to use our voice in this hour in a positive way. We get to speak life and we get to be carriers of this great peace. And so those are some things that have been really highlighted throughout the many encounters that have happened. And this has been a very powerful go-to scripture that, because um, the, the reverent were the ones that opened that door so that we could, the king of glory could come in. The reverent, op, reverent opened it, and it was because they understood righteousness because of the blood, and they understood that they could receive this gift of life and peace, and that we get to walk in it, that we get to model this, and we get to be that light that shines brightly like the expanse of heaven, that that is that light, life and peace. Absolutely. So, absolutely. Yeah. And, and just... Um, Going back to when we were speaking the other day, Paul Keith, where you were saying, you know, that you've known this hour was coming upon us. You know, it's, it's actually an extraordinary hour. It's a very, very difficult hour, but it's an extraordinary hour. Can you speak a little bit more into that? Like what time we're actually in from heaven's perspective? Sure. Well, you know, um, what I believe in a, in a very short answer is this is a dress rehearsal. It's a testing time. Uh, it's a time of qualification. I think right now the Lord is using these circumstances that we see in the earth to begin to examine the hearts of his people. And uh, before we went to Nashville, I was given Numbers 14, which if you, people don't remember, it was when Israel 
just had the Mount Sinai experience. God manifested himself in an extraordinary way. I had an experience about that one time, and I said, Lord, why did you manifest yourself with lightnings and coals of fire and the earth trembled and the heavens dripped dew and the trumpet blast and all of that? And he said, because I wanted to impress my people because they were about to cross over. They needed a revelation is what it was. Everything that Amy and I are talking about now is about revelation. Yeah. You know, information is in your head, but revelation is in your heart. And you can't really have faith and in information. You must have faith in your revelation of the apocalypse, the unveiling, the disclosure, the manifestation of Lord Jesus Christ. So right now, I do believe people are being qualified now. Uh, that related to Numbers 14 when the 12 spies go over. And it's a very familiar passage. The 12 come back and the 10 don't report something that's inaccurate. They just reported it from a human point of view. You know, there are giants in the land. We right. don't like grasshoppers to them. Well, that was true, but Joshua and Caleb had a different response. That's maybe true, but our God is able, you know. And it's interesting because the Lord's response was, well, I'll just destroy them all. <laughs> and Moses stood in the gap, you know, he says, no, don't do that. And the Lord makes this amazing statement. I'm jumping over a lot of good revelation to get to this main point. Numbers 14, 21. The Lord says, I will pardon them according to your word, but as I live, I will fill this earth with my glory. And that has been just so emphatically emphasized to me that we're moving into the age of glory. This crisis, if you will, is a, is a testing time. It's sifting hearts. Many are called, but few are chosen. That's in the word. But God's intent is to find a body of people upon whom he can reveal his glory. If you remember in John 1, you know, John says, we beheld his glory. There's something about beholding the glory to carry the glory. Yes. You have to have a revelation of the glory. Yes. And so I do believe right now that people are being qualified. I brought this message, and if I go too long, please give me a signal. No, but what you're, there's so much weight, Paul Keith, while you're speaking. There's so much anointing flowing. I can feel the power going out into the family of God as you're speaking. It's critical what you're carrying right now. To, we, we need the strength. So please feel free. Keep going. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll share very quickly in that context. In that context, I had a dream two years ago. And uh, just the essence of the dream was that the Lord told me people are being qualified or disqualified, either with courage or cowardice. You're disqualified with cowardice. You're qualified by courage. And I was given four points. And the first is that courage is a choice. And Joshua chapter one was the emphasis of that. Uh, you know, be strong and of good courage. Do not fear, be dismayed. You got two choices. You know, courage or dismay, <laughs> fear and dismay, and, and cho choose. So, therefore, we have to realize courage is a choice. Courage is not the absence of fear. It's overcoming fear, which is what the two spies did. You know, they came back and they said, okay, sure enough, this it's not going to be easy. But God is requiring something of us right now. That's what we need to understand. Mm -hmm. There is something being required of the remnant. 
that is necessary. So courage is a choice. Courage is contagious. Can you say that again, Paul Keith? That's so powerful because I feel when you were speaking that this is the invitation of the Lord. We've got to pay attention, body, right now. What the the Lord is speaking to us to prepare us for an unprecedented move of his spirit in the earth. Could you just say that again? Yeah, I mean, right now it's almost as if we're going through a veil, and the veil is separating spirit from soul. Yeah. Fear and and the emotional reactions is a part of the soul. We have no place for that here. You sanctify the soul, but right now we have to live in the spirit. So our response to what we're seeing take place today and our choosing of courage is what will qualify the remnant of God's people to move into what he wants to do, which is to fill the earth with his glory. That's the, he's warning. And you might say, well, how does that work look? What does that look like? Well, the I was you, just going to ask you that question. What does that look like? What have Isaiah you seen in the spirit? Six. All right, Isaiah chapter 6. Yeah. Right, the promise is, as surely as I live, well, God's not going to die. So the earth will be filled with his glory. Yeah. Okay. As a believer, as a part of this remnant, I hope this is what we are. How do we cooperate? with God to begin to fill the earth with his glory. And I was given Isaiah chapter six, a very, you know, famous passage. Isaiah's caught up to the throne room. But what the part I want to emphasize here is he watched as the seraphim were beholding the glory of God. They were beholding the attributes of God. And, you know, we know the four living creatures are standing there day and night without cease. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God almighty who was and is and is to come. But in Isaiah 6, as these seraphim were beholding the nature of God, declaring his holiness and his glory, their words became tangible, spiritual substance that began to fill the temple with his glory. And the Lord showed me that we are going to begin to be the agency by which he releases his glory through us because we have a revelation. We beheld his glory, glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And our articulation of that, our speaking forth of that revelation from an atmosphere of the anointing, our words literally begin to have spiritual substance, galvanized is the word I use, with life and peace, life and truth, and it begins to change the environment. We begin to fill the earth with his glory. So it's not just going to be God coming down in glory everywhere. It's coming through his people, out of the people, beginning to fill the earth with his glory. And that was what he wanted to do with Israel. Yes. And they missed the opportunity. And uh, here's the part that maybe, you know, people don't like to hear, but, you know, the ones that believe the negative report, the Lord said, okay, I'll pardon you. You experienced Passover. You actually experienced Pentecost. At Mount Sinai, you were invited over into the place of inheritance, but because you wouldn't, I will pardon you, but you're not going to progress. You're going to die there in the wilderness, but I'm going to use your children. (laughs) And I'm going to use your children who have a different spirit, and I'm going to begin to use them to cross over and fill the earth with my glory. So that's where I believe we are. And uh, courage is, I'm just saying, the the four points the Lord gave me my dream were Mm -hmm. courage is a choice. Courage is contagious. First Samuel 14, Jonathan and the armor bearer go crawling up the hill. They just decided one morning they slept in that cave for the last time. 
They're not going to sleep in that cave anymore. Jonathan says, let's go up the hill. Perhaps the Lord will give us a victory. He wasn't sure. He told him, perhaps the Lord will give us a victory. I always have a little fun with that because if I was the armor bearer, I'd say, perhaps. Is that the best you got? <laughs> right. You give me thus saith the Lord. Yeah. Be okay, Amy. Perhaps the Lord will give me. Of course, you know the story. They go up. They overcome the garrison of the Philistines. The people down on the ground saw the victory. They aroused themselves. They began to fight. The people that were just going home, weary from the battle, heard about the courage. They turned around and they got back in the fight. So courage is an awakening factor, and it's contagious. One person displaying courage, it yeah. gets on somebody else. So powerful. Courage is rewarding. And I was given the passage of Shama. First uh, Samuel or Second Samuel twenty-three, uh, one of the mighty men of David. You know he was. They had grown. They had a lentil field, and the Philistines would come out down during the time of harvest. The Israelis would flee. The Philistines were still the harvest, and that's what was happening. The Philistines were coming. Yep. The enemies of God were coming, if you will, and everyone was going to flee. But Shama decided not today. Mm -hmm. I have run for the last time. Just so in that where we are right now. Yes. We're not going to run. I'm running for the last time. Either God's going to give me a victory, I'm going to die. One or the other, but I'm not running. Wow. I'm not going to live in fear. I'm not, going to, I'm not going to be dismayed. I'm going to stand in this lentil field, which the Lord told me was a field of truth. And either one of two things are going to happen. These Philistines are going to kill me, or God's going to do something supernatural yeah. and give me a victory. That's right. Yes. And the, you know the story. He did. Yes. The final, the, the fourth point, and I'm moving quickly. Yeah, I know um, it's brilliant. There's so the much coming up to you as you're speaking. Courage is motivated by love. Yes. And believe it or not, he used a very obscure example in my experience to give me the example of that. There was a man maybe you've not heard of. He was an American who fought during World War II, and his name is Audie Murphy. He was the most decorated soldier to come out of World War II. The stories of heroism were just unparalleled. They have recorded, documented acts of heroism that he did, not just once and, or twice, but for years, over a period of years in World War II, he was awarded uh, the Congressional Medal of Honor for his valor. So here is the point. They asked him, what was the source of your courage? Well, you know, what was your, and he said, oddly enough, he said, in the heat of battle, Fear wasn't absent. He said, but my love for my comrades motivated me to such a point, he says, I was going to fight to the last string out of love and appreciation for my comrades because I didn't want to let them down. So his, his courage was motivated. He even said, not by patriotism, although that was a big factor. He said, what I did, I did for my, for my men. Wow. And that really struck me, you know, that we're going to be courageous for the sake of the remnant, courageous for the sake of the kingdom. Yes, yes. And I think that's yes. what's going on right now. Yeah. Really Carry believe God is courage. Yes, carrying the love, the supernatural love of yes. God within us for him and for each other. So just in closing, Paul Keith and well, both of you, would you please just pray for the body right now that's watching and listening that yeah. impart from your heart for this to be people's experience today? So courage we can pray for the awe and reverence. That's really... Yes. Lord, we just ask that you visit us right now. We come here not 
because of any strength of our own. We don't boast of any our abilities. We boast only in the fact that we know and understand you, that you are a God of loving kindness and compassion. That's the banner. That's the platform that we have. But we also have the word that promised we would be infused with power. You shall receive power after the ghost has come upon you. So we ask for your power. We ask for the same power you feel those 120 with when they had the courage to stand up in the streets of Jerusalem and prophesy and declare the kingdom of heaven. We ask for that same courage, the courage you gave the martyrs, because they had a revelation that was so vivid, so real, it couldn't be burned out of them. It couldn't be beaten out of them. It couldn't be tortured out of them. They held on to that revelation. I'm asking you, Lord, to give us that same standard of revelation. Apocalypse of the unveiling, the disclosure, the revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ and the kingdom manifested. The Lord Jesus Christ living and abiding in his people, doing through his people what he did when he walked the earth in human form. Wow. Lord, I ask that you give us all a revelation of your blood, a revelation of awe and reverence, Lord, that we would never revere you less than we do right now. But every time we hear something, morning, with each day that goes by, we would revere you more. With each moment, we would stand in awe of you in a greater way. It was the reverence that would open that door so the King of Glory could come in because they had a revelation of the blood. They had a revelation of awe and reverence. So I ask that all of us, Lord, to receive that gift of life and peace. We would receive it, Lord the very object of reverence, that we would know you and we would know the power of the blood in Jesus' name. We agree. Amen. Gosh. Just stay in this place. I encourage you as we close the show now for today, just stay in this place. Thank you so much for being with us and thank you both for being with us today. It's such an honor. Thank you for who you are in this hour. Your voice is essential. We love you. Thank you.